You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Needed to make it quick, and I mean that. This will be quick. I know I say that sometimes and fail, but it's early morning and I'm tired still. So this will be quick. You can probably hear the fatigue in my voice. How come when you get to sleep in and you're free, you never wake up? <laughs> but when you have to work, you hate waking up. But once you're awake, you actually are awake. I don't understand that. One of these, one of these days off, I'm going to wake up, feel refreshed and feel awake and happy and want to stay awake. Instead of wanting to sleep the entire day away. But anyway... I wanted to make a quick podcast on one specific small issue related to, you got it, the topic I said I'd never discuss again about a month ago, <laughs> but that I've made the last 73 podcasts about, and that is COVID-19. But I'm going to make it quick. Because I think finally now the, the rest of the country's begin, even the Trumpsters, is beginning to wake up to the reality that, you know what? We have a lot of cases here. And it's not just because we're testing. Look at the graph of the positive cases in relation to United States versus the rest of the countries of the world. Look how we're shooting straight up. And we have more cases every day than we ever have with this virus. But then you'll still have the people that say... But they're all fine. They're all out playing sports. They have the virus, but they don't even know it, all of them. But, of course, that's not true. As I pointed out, I believe my last podcast, I finally got an answer from a doctor on something I had been asking for about a week now, which is, who are we testing? Are we testing the healthy? Um, are, we, are we finding a bunch of asymptomatic people? Because that's the only way, right? How, how are you going to get an asymptomatic person recognized via positive test? They're healthy. They don't want to test. They don't know they have anything. Why are they getting tested? You have to be testing healthy people to discover be a positive test people with the virus who are asymptomatic <clears throat> so for the trumpsters and everyone else to be right and that all these cases are asymptomatic and everyone was fine and it's just a bunch of positive results from testing it's not a bunch of sick people for them to be right that the country's healthy and vibrant and alive and fine and it's just tests. Our country had to be testing a bunch of healthy people. But I knew that that made no sense. I knew that the only healthy people they might be testing would be workers in hospitals, you know, medical providers. Um, and um, the athletes going back for these, these sports. Because otherwise such as in restaurants and bars, they would just do temperature tests. That's not a COVID-19 test. That's just, do you have a fever? Do you feel okay? 
And guess what? The people that had fevers and then went on and got a COVID-19 test and then ended up having the virus, they're not asymptomatic. They have a fever. They're sick. So I went over that before. But the point is, the point is simply this. No. We haven't in the United States been testing a bunch of asymptomatic people, a bunch of healthy people, finding that they have the virus. And our numbers have been going up because they're all asymptomatic. No, that's not what's been happening. I found a a very good doctor. Gottlieb is his name. Name's Gottlieb here. (laughs) And, uh, he, he, he's, he's talked about the estimate of asymptomatic people based upon the ones that have been discovered throughout the global testing, estimating it to be between 20 and 40%. That's all. Not the 50 to 80% that the optimists and or Trumpsters were pretending existed. But according to his numbers, this is back only a couple of days ago when we were only testing 50,000 a day. I mean, only finding 50,000 new cases in the country a day. Yesterday, it's up 56,000. But I digress. Back when it was 50,000, all that long ago, a day ago, um, those were sick people, and the estimate was by this doctor. Name's Gottlieb here. <laughs> Dr. Gottlieb. That there were probably 500,000 new cases of the virus every day right now. So he estimated 20 to 40% of that 500,000 were asymptomatic given prior numbers and research. That, you know, 40%, okay, 20% of 500,000 is 100,000. I'm pretty good at math, and I think you should be too, if you plan on listening to me. Let's be good together. So 40%, I'm, I'm going to assume the best for these Trumpsters and others. Let's do that. Would be 200,000 of the 500,000 cases asymptomatic. At least 300,000 daily cases. We're only testing the sick, pretty much. So that's where we find our 50,000. By testing a bunch of people, 50,000 you know, 50, of whom come back positive, the rest come back negative. They have other things. They're sick. They just don't have COVID. So that means, according to Gottlieb's name's Gottlieb here. According to him, at least 250,000 sick people out there, sick with the virus that we're not finding still every day right now in America. So instead of talking about how it's the testing and it's his numbers, it's sick people. And not only that, but according to the estimate from this knowledgeable doctor who wasn't trying to freak anyone out, he's very serious, straightforward guy. In fact, many times when I've heard him speak, I think he's a Republican (laughs) because he seems to always be very neutral at best, you know. So he's certainly not a, you know, that lunatic, obvious liberal Joe Biden supporter, Dr. Fauci. (laughs) They try to smear him. He's clearly he's working for the Biden campaign, that Dr. Fauci guy. So he's, he's not this, this, 
This Gottlieb here. Huh? Name's Gottlieb. Yours? <laughs> this Gottlieb doctor is certainly not in the Biden camp. And yet, his estimate is that there's about 250,000 sick, non-asymptomatic COVID-19 people new popping up every day here in this country. 250,000 that we don't know about. Let alone that the 50, now 56,000 that we're getting. So let's not talk about numbers and testing. Let's talk about sick people. Sick people got no reason. And along those lines, let's talk about the reason I wanted to make this short podcast that's already to go too damn long. Age. Age and the virus. Can we talk about it? Because here in Allegheny County, where I live, which is the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area of these United States, we've had an explosion of the virus. 233 cases of it yesterday. 233. Now, the day before, there was 110. That means, you guessed it, again, we're back to the math thing. Stay with me here. More than double more than double the cases from one day to the next more than doubled and it concerned the hell out of our health department here they're a scared so they did a couple things a they shut down the bars and restaurants for in dining sunday they shut down the booze in bars and restaurants but starting at midnight tonight they're shutting down eating at all in bars, restaurants, or casinos. And they're shutting down casinos for a week, for a week. So we tried to go green. We tried to open things up. Now, why are they attacking these sweet, wonderful establishments that just serve food and all? Because they've done some tracing. And they know the ages and demographics of the people that are sick, not the asymptomatic people, The sick people in our county who have been tested and have this virus. And the information that they've discovered is interesting, to say the least. It's interesting to note that of the cases that we've experienced, exploding cases, Recently, three-fourths of them, of the new cases, were between the ages of 19 to 49. And that age group makes up more than half of the cases that we've experienced in Allegheny County since this all began for us back on March 14th. And again, we're not talking about asymptomatic healthy people, okay? More than half have been between 19 to 49. They also discovered the number of the cases among the 19 to 24-year-olds 20, have more than doubled since June 20th. And now the cases of 19 to 24-year-olds accounts for one-third of the new cases. Now, here's the part that really interests me that I needed to make a podcast about to drive home to anyone who will listen. 
This is just in my county, but I guarantee you it's not unique. Since June 20th, there have been 31 new hospitalizations. Now, people are saying there aren't any hospitalizations related to the new cases. There aren't any deaths. It's true those numbers have slowed down, but they're coming back, as I said in yesterday's podcast. Just be patient. (laughs) I know you're all excited for more dead people and more people that are so sick they need to be in the hospital. You can't wait. You're chomping at the bit. And you're showing your excitement by denying it and pretending it's not going to happen. But sadly, what Dr. Gottlieb said yesterday and um, what others have said and confirmed is, although a lot of the newer cases are these younger people, and certainly they are more equipped if they're healthy younger people to fight off the illness, they aren't going to always win that battle. And we are going to see hospitalizations and deaths are still going to rise. It's going to take a couple weeks. As we know with viruses, the, the effects show themselves in a couple weeks. The, it's happening now. We don't see it. We find out about it later because diseases take time to germinate. And uh, you might catch it today and not show symptoms or even know you're sick for a week. So then you're a week after that in the hospital. So it's a couple weeks from the moment you got it to the moment you're hospitalized. And potentially longer than that before you're dead. So instead of saying, ah, it's just a bunch of testing. Oh, it's not testing. These people were sick. Ah, they're sick, but they're okay. They're not going to the hospital. They could play sports. They could play football. They could still do it all. No, they're, 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 they're just not in the hospital yet. They're not dead yet. But, you know, give, just give it some time, my friend. But here's the other kicker is 13 of our new cases have occurred just in the last three days. 13 of the new hospitalizations have occurred in the last three days. So that is evidence of the creeping and soon-to-be-increasing fact, reality, that these people aren't just sick, but they're sick enough to need hospitalizations. And again, we're talking about young people here, and the final, the final line on this hammers that home. It says, among the newly hospitalized, seven were in their 20s and 30s. This is just in the last few days. So we're talking about people in their 20s and 30s who need to be hospitalized because they broke their legs skiing? No. Because they got this flu thing, this little cold, this flu that's no problem at all. Don't even need to wear a mask. It's just a little media concoction. The media stirring up trouble. It's a lie. It's a, it's a hoax. Just ask the president. He said it. He keeps saying it. It's going to go away, and it's a hoax. So in our county, just in the last few days, seven people as these are growing now, the hospitalizations are growing and the deaths will follow. Seven of them are, have been in their 20s and 30s that have been so sick from this hoax that they have to go in and be impatient in a hospital. Now, 
I was in a hospital in my 20s and 30s only on two occasions. Actually, I was not in a hospital on any occasions in my 20s. But in my early 30s, both times. And I was in 1999, hospitalized for an emergency appendectomy. And I want to tell you, the pain I was experiencing was bad. And I was told that it was very close to having exploded, which could have, almost would have, killed me. And they did get it out. Unfortunately, that was back in the days in 1999 when they didn't do a lot of laparoscopic appendectomies like they do today. So they cut into me and I developed an incisional hernia shortly thereafter. When I was working out, I tore the incision, waited a long time to get it healed, or get it fixed. But that was the second time I was in the hospital in my 30s, early 30s, was in 2002. Actually, it was January, February 2003 when I decided to get that incisional hernia repaired. So I went in for surgery for that. I was released the same day as the surgery, but had to hold a pillow up to my incision every time I got up off the sitting down and um, anytime I coughed. I, uh, it was a very painful experience even though I was not in the hospital, but more than a few hours to get the surgery. And that was it. That's the extent of my hospitalizations in my 20s and 30s. These seven young people in the last few days have required to be put in a hospital because they've caught the hoax. They're numbers who are tested by the hoax. That's all they are. They're not sick people. There are numbers that have increased due to the testing because we do the best testing ever in the world. We're testing for a hoax, and you know what? When you test, you're going to find some hoax. Then the hoax, even though it's in their 20s and 30s and healthy, the host is hot in a hospital just to make it look good because those are those Democrats and liberals trying to you know, get those hospital numbers up so they put a few of the hoax testers into the hospital. That's their story, and they're sticking to it. But my story is this. My story from all of this is our county's recommending you not leave your home again, and I recommend the same. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter if you can chart out and calculate a way you'll be okay if you wear your mask and wash your hands and socially distance. You can still go and hang out on the 4th of July with your people because you'll all be all right. Well, in Allegheny County, if it's more than 25 people, no, you're not allowed to hang out with them right now, at least for the next week. And not part of the order, but as advice, you should probably stay home regardless. And I agree with that part of it. And it's not because I'm worried about catching it. And it's not worried. And I'm not concerned with the people that I would get together with on the 4th of July, that they don't know what they're doing. They're slovenly or whatever. I feel as though... You know, we're all in denial here. And as I said in my last podcast, the delusional people bother me. You know, I don't want to be delusional. I want to accept the reality. And the reality is this. Anyone of any age can get this virus. Anyone of any age can get sick enough on this virus that they require to go in and spend time in a hospital. 
anyone who is required to go into a hospital because they're sick from this virus could die from this virus. If you're feeling bad enough that you feel you need to go into a hospital and they admit you, don't kid yourself. You could die from this virus. Now, other medical professionals in recent days have said we are better equipped to deal with this virus now. Not necessarily with N95 masks. No, no, we're still short on those and PPE. We're still having issues throughout the country on that because people just still never took care of that issue even though we had all these months. And not necessarily because of hospital beds. They could still be running out. And if you get this virus in another month, including here in Allegheny County, it's possible they could have to say go home until you're really bad because we don't have room for you right now. But when they send you home and can't give you a bed because they're overcrowded, they probably send you home with a drug or some form of treatment that is shown to be somewhat effective in preventing you from dying. And that's the benefit. That's the good news about where we're at today with the virus in America as opposed to where we were a few months ago. We do have some, and we did buy up the market on resveratrin, there's resveratrin, whatever the drug is that has been especially effective in keeping people from dying (laughs) when they get this thing. Because we in the United States, we sure know how to cause a virus. And then when we cause it by our our, uh, ignorant behaviors, then we know how to steal all the drugs that help it from the world by throwing money at it, preventing other countries and places that have the virus from getting that drug. Because we deserve it here. Because hell, damn it, we're free and wild and able to cause tons of virus. And then we deserve all the drugs to help fix it. Fuck the rest of the world. Miss America, Mrs. America. So we do have the drugs. We bought them up. We cornered the market. <laughs> and they, they're somewhat effective. So maybe, for example, the seven people in their 20s and 30s who are perfectly healthy, who are now in the hospital because they caught this virus in the last few days, those numbers are going to go up, including in their age range, but certainly in other people's age ranges as well. Those people may not die as quickly or as efficiently as they died before. So that's the good news. We're still going to have deaths. We're still going to have hospitalizations. It's going to occur with respect to people of many ages. But maybe the percentage of deaths will continue to go down. Not only because as we test more, we find more people who have it with mild symptoms, and so they're not going to die, but because we're actually getting a little better at treating this thing. And that's going to help reduce the mortality rate of it as well. So that's the good news. But, again, don't kid yourself. If you get this thing, you no matter your age, no matter your age, you stand a chance of getting so sick from it that you have to be put in a hospital and don't kid yourself no matter your age if you're sick from this thing so bad that they accept you in a hospital you could die you could die from this thing so it doesn't take a brain surgeon or mathematician or even Name's Gottlieb here, 
to know you don't want to get this thing. You don't want to get it. You don't want to give it. You don't want to get it. You don't be. You don't want to be around people that have it. You don't want to walk through spaces without a mask on, where sick people have walked through breathing without a mask on. Who had it? You don't know where those people have walked. You don't know where they breathe. You don't know what the air you're breathing has in it. So anytime you go outside your door, mask or no mask, you don't know if you're going to catch it. You don't know if you're going to give it. Because you don't know if you have it and don't know it yet on any given day. Now, if you haven't gone out, then you know. Then you know. I haven't gone out. I'm healthy. I can't have gotten it. That's the only way you know. And so I support the concept of everybody doing their part. Since I believe that it's not just wild, crazy partiers who have spread it. It's not the protesters at all. In fact, of all the new cases we've had here in Allegheny County, only four were even involved in protests, and two of those four also were in bars and restaurants. So you can't even take, you have to take that protest off the table as a cause, even for two of the four. So that leaves only two people that have it that were not exposed to bars and restaurants but did go to protests. Two, two out of the hundreds of new cases that we've had. So stop blaming the protesters. Stop stop trying to find a reason how these people got it. You have to understand it's in the air and people do a thing called breathing. You might have heard of it. They also, when they're out in the world, need to do a thing called, you might have heard of this as well, it's called talking, opening their mouth to communicate. It's very hard to travel from your door to any other location and then back to your home and open your door again. And in that entire travel time, not open your mouth. It's very hard to do. Whether it's to breathe, to talk, to cough, whatever. And putting a mask on your face, although that does help things a great deal, and if everybody did, it would help it tremendously. And if at least 80% of this country wore masks all the time when they were outside, we would greatly reduce the spread of this thing. Tons of evidence to show that now. Tons of it. But I've been doing podcasts on masks for months. Hell, I deleted a lot of them. I was starting in on this virus back in February and talking about masks back then. But nobody wanted to hear it. Nobody cared. I doubted the... Fauci said no masks. They were saying no masks. The CDC, and I, I didn't understand it. I was looking at the research saying, seems to me... Couldn't hurt. Well, now we're finally realizing we got to wear the damn mask. And that's nice. But what I want to say to you is, you know what's even nicer than wearing a mask? Stay home. My first podcast on this virus, long before they did the lockdown orders anywhere in this country, was if it was called, if you can stay home, stay home. If you can stay home, stay home. And I still feel that way. And so even though I believe I could go from my door to some 4th of July gathering with family and come back and be healthy and probably leaving my mask on and making sure to, you know, stay away from other people, strangers and all that. And I don't believe the people in my family are sick with it. And I think I could probably do that and not get the virus. Even though I believe that, I also believe I should stay home because to me, 
this is about everybody doing their part and doing the right thing. And we haven't been doing it in this country. I have. I'm great. No, I have to, but I have been doing it. Now, I guarantee I, it's very true. I acknowledge it's probably easier for me to do the right thing than it is for others. I live alone. I am able to work full time from home completely. My employer has allowed that, required it. Um, I have had enough uh, resources to have everything delivered to me. Um, I live very close to areas where I can go and get things if I need them. So I've stayed home. And I'm used to a life on my own. And I'm used to a life of solitude. So having to do it because it's the right thing is not a problem for me. That doesn't mean I haven't made sacrifices. I enjoy going out to eat. I enjoy going out from time to time to bars and restaurants. It's how I see people and I'm exposed to life. It's how I feel more alive. I enjoy going to movies. So I've made sacrifices. I'm doing less than I would have liked to be doing. But it's not a problem for me. I don't mind it. Because I feel it's important. And it's not because I'm afraid. It's not because I'm a germaphobe. It's not because I'm OCD. I'm not at all. I was going to work every day back when the virus was starting out. And my employer just didn't give a crap. Uh, took him a while to catch on. And I wasn't terrified to be going to work. I made fun of it. I thought it was funny and ridiculous that the country was so slow to just accept reality. But guess what? Here we are in July and we're still not accepting reality. We still have people who won't wear masks. We still have people who are insisting on getting together on holidays when they don't need to. And that's where I'm coming from. I feel it is unnecessary to get together for any reason right now. I know it's the 4th of July. I know it's fun. I know we like to have celebrations. We like to do things. But I feel like we're not keeping things in proper perspective if we prioritize having these fun episodes in the face of something that would say, listen, just stay home. Just stay to yourselves. Stay in your home environment, your home air. Because something's out there in the air. Yes, it's real. Yes, it's like a zombie movie. Just think of it as a floating virus in the air, because it is, okay? And a mask is going to help you, but it's not a guarantee. Because there's aerosol particles with virus, and you don't know where they're floating. And they get through those masks. They do. So if you really want to stop the spread, instead of blaming the people who aren't wearing them and go to bars and restaurants, and even though the numbers are showing in Allegheny County, for example, that the majority of our cases are those people, the majority of the cases are young, but they're the young people who traveled to beaches and bars and restaurants and so forth. And we're partying and we're ignoring the virus and we're doing so without masks. 
and we're up close and hanging out like, like old times. That's true. And even though that's true, that doesn't mean that you're overreacting if you say, I'm just going to stay home and leave my place very little, if at all. And if I do, wear a mask and just go out and come back real fast. I'm not going to socialize or get together or party. I can do without that. I love my family. I love my friends. And I want them all to stay alive. And I want all of us to stay alive so that we can get together next year on the 4th of July without any masks on, without any worries, and feel a lot better about things. That's what I want. I want everybody to be healthy and everybody to be fine. And the only way we can try to do that is if everybody does their part. And doing your part means staying home as much as possible. means not going outside into the world where virus is floating in the air, quite literally. Virus is floating in the air, folks. Virus is floating in the air out there. And I'm not trying to scare you. And I don't go out thinking, oh, my God, I can't breathe. There's virus everywhere. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I want to do my part. I want to do the right thing. And I want to just stay home as a result. And if I do go out, I'm certainly going to wear a mask. And I just want to do the right thing. Because I don't like the fact that our country looks like a bunch of idiots. I don't like the fact that our graph is the only graph in the entire world that goes straight up like a fucking ladder again. I don't like the fact that we have a president and a bunch of his moronic followers who are still in denial about this very real disease that's spreading throughout the world, including no faster than it's spreading here in the United States. I don't like those facts, and I want to do the right thing in the face of all the ignorant people and in the face of the the increase, especially in my area, and I want to stay home. And I've been staying home and not having an issue with it for three and a half months now. So why would I... Why now, in the face of the greatest outbreak of this virus, would I go out to a get-together, even with my family, on the 4th of July? Why would I do that now, in the face of the highest number of cases in this entire time in my area? Why would I do that? It doesn't make sense. So it's not because I'm afraid of getting sick. It's not because I'm afraid that my family's sick or that I would get it. It's because it's illogical, and I like to behave in a logical, reasonable manner, and I like to do the right thing. And right now, if ever we should have been staying home, if ever there should have been a lockdown in my county, in my area, that should be happening right now. If ever nobody should be going outside, that should be in my county right now. So right now, at a time when more than ever I should be staying home. This is not the time I'm going to get in my car and drive 20 miles and go and hang out at nighttime with people. I'm not going to do that. It doesn't make sense. It's not the right thing to do right now. I'm happy that others in my family want to pretend that everything's normal and everything's okay. I don't want to pretend that. I'm comfortable accepting reality. Reality says to me, if you can stay home, stay home. I can. So I'm going to. I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to do it in part because it doesn't matter how old you are. 
It doesn't matter if you have a pre-existing condition. It doesn't matter. You can get the virus because virus is floating in the air out there. Stop blaming it on college kids, people who hang out, people who party. Stop blaming it on protesters. Stop blaming it on people who fail to wear masks. It doesn't matter why so many people are getting sick. What matters is how we can stop it. And although wearing masks is one way and being careful when you go out is one way, guess what another way is? Staying home. <clears throat> guess, what is, guess what the best way is to stop this? Staying home. And I've been doing it for months now, and I'm not going to stop anytime soon unless someone makes me and an invitation to a 4th of July gathering or some other party isn't making me. It's an offer, an offer that I respectfully must decline given the fact that there's a virus and I want to do the right thing. And in my opinion, the right thing is to stay home. To me, it's logical, it makes sense, it's simple, it's clear. And so that's what I would advise all of you to do. If you can stay home, stay home. I made a podcast on that in February. Here we are in July. I'm still saying it. I'm pleading with you. Please, stay home. If you can stay home, stay home. You're not being a germaphobe. You're not being an OCD person. You're not living in fear. You're just doing the right thing. Can you do that? Can you do the right thing? It's really not that hard. Now, if you can't make any money unless you go out, look, then you got to find ways to safely go out. You have to survive. I understand that. I am not in that situation. I am able to survive while staying home. So that's what I'm going to do. If you can find a way to stay home and survive, please do that. And if you can't and must go out, please wear a mask. Please socially distance. And please don't spread the rumor and the false idea that this only occurs in the elderly and the sickly and the people that are vulnerable. Seven hospitalizations in recent days here in my county have been people in their 20s and 30s. And those numbers are going to go up. And they're going up everywhere in the nation. And we're starting to realize that young people can get very sick from this virus. Healthy young people, they can get very sick from it. And as I said, don't kid yourself, they can die from it too. All of us can. Anyone could. Let's stop that. Let's do the right thing. Let's stay home. Please. I love you. Yabba da boopa.